Hey everybody, this is episode 46 of the Q&A Podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! (laughs) Nice! I do what I can. Quite the range. (laughs) That's right. Um, We are... Sorry if I blew out your eardrums. (laughs) Should have been a warning. We are less than 48 hours away, I guess by the time you listen to this episode, from the 2015 Royal Rumble. Uh, This Sunday night, WWE is in Philly, and uh, it's all on the line, man, the Royal Rumble. We all know what that means. It's the road to WrestleMania. The winner gets the main event championship title match at WrestleMania, and... uh, this has been, this is the most intriguing rumble, I think, in a very long time. Why do you say that? Because for a while, it was definitely going to go one way. Now it could completely change. Why do you say that? Because of one man that's now in the Royal Rumble match. And I think he's going to make all the difference. And they're probably still determining us right now as we speak. And who is that mystery man? Uh, well, three months ago, the obvious, you know, slam dunk choice to win the Royal Rumble was definitely Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has uh, not progressed the way that I think they they are wanting him to, especially on the mic. But he's had that problem for definitely. a couple of months now. Definitely on the mic. Um, the matches he's been the matches sucking suck attached. <laughs> right. Suffering, suffering on the mic. That's what <laughs> the matches he's been having haven't haven't really gone on very long. He's, he hasn't really built up um, a uh, he, he really hasn't built up um, a track record of of long winded matches that can go even ten minutes. Well, when you've been you know shooting with the big show for the last three months, how? How long can you take a match? Exactly. I mean, that's that's the problem. They're putting him against guys that he probably shouldn't be facing right now in preparation for a world title run. Um, you know, eventually, you know, obviously the Big Show is, is definitely an old guard, you know, one of the old guard, a guy that you definitely have to feud with at some point. He's been wrestling since 1947. <clears throat> Pretty much. Uh, to you know, really solidify yourself as a top guy. You know, Big Show still has that kind of clout. Uh, but right now, while you're trying to, you know, build up, build towards, you know, a, a main event match at WrestleMania where the match has to go at least 25 minutes. You know, this is not the kind of feud Roman Reigns Roman Reigns needs right now to groom him to prepare him for that. <clears throat> and the. Uh, the guy that's changing all this now is Daniel Bryan. Why? Yeah, boy. Right. Yeah, boy. Right. Eh, not really. But two months ago, I mean, we still we didn't know if he was ever going to wrestle again. And now he's he's declared himself in the Royal Rumble. Um, he's in the match. He won the match on <coughs> on SmackDown against Kane to qualify for the Royal Rumble to keep his qualifying you know spot. Um, and they are. Taking a huge gamble um, with this guy, it's a huge gamble all around with Daniel Bryan. Because if he doesn't win, they're in a they're in a huge hot 
volatile Philly crowd um, that is gonna, you know, they are going to make last year's crowd look like a like a choir. The way that they, I think, if, if Brian doesn't win. Uh, and they go with the clear-cut, obvious choice in Roman Reigns. If, if they make it that obvious like they did last year with Batista, <clears throat> I, I think this crowd will... I think they, they have the potential to literally riot. Well, <laughs> question. When's the last time that the WWE did something that was off-script? Well, uh, last year. they they Their hand was forced to, to change everything... Uh, not just because of Punk leaving, but because of the fan reaction. You know, the fans forced Bryan into that main event at WrestleMania, where he eventually won the title because of the fact because they didn't even give him a chance in the Royal Rumble. They kept him out of the, out of last year's Rumble, <clears throat> and so they're taking a big risk this year of making that either making the same mistake um, or putting him in the position to win, and him still. Being somewhat a, an injury liability at this point because he's starting to develop a track a track record. Well, he's starting to develop injuries that uh, you know, two years ago he you know would never been hurt, never missed any time for an injury. But now he's he suffered one injury and it's a major injury. It's not just oh he sprained an ankle. Oh well, you know, <laughs> he gotta watch Tommy out for that. surgery. <clears throat> yeah, neck surgery too. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's those are major injuries, uh, and even just one one surgery. Uh, in that in the neck area um, is always going to be a risk. Of a second one. Absolutely, it's always going to be a risk going forward. Um, so there's a huge risk involved with this guy, um, and that's what makes it so interesting because I don't think it's I don't think it's clear cut even right now as we speak. I don't think it's clear cut between those two. But can you name another superstar that you think has a chance of winning? Um, maybe Ambrose. Maybe Ambrose. And maybe Wyatt. But well, that uh, that's all. Well, both of those were, are in the like 5% category of chance to win. Right. Unless, like, one of my one of my things, unless Randy Orton comes back and they decide to make him face again. I yeah, think he is coming back in the Royal Rumble, though. I think so, too. Uh, but, man, I don't see them putting Randy Orton in back-to-back WrestleMania uh, main events. True. Brian, I think, is a different case because, you know, it, they have a chance to really to, to rewrite history, to make things right uh, from last year. Well, things are, were right last year. He just got hurt. Well, no, I mean, but, uh, you know, they had initially had no plans to even put him anywhere near the main event. And I think this year he has a clear, you know, he, he has a, a legitimate chance of, of reaching that point without uh, without the fans forcing management's hands, the company's hands. <clears throat> I I guess, but I, when I look at Daniel Bryan, I look at um, uh, Am, well, not Am, I'm sorry, Roland Reigns, Roland Reigns. I get bored. I don't know why. Because maybe because. It's been, it's the WWE with their clear signal that these are the two guys are going to win. I'm like, I really don't care which one of them wins. Uh, well, I wouldn't say Brian is the clear. I'm talking about the, those two guys. It's one of those two guys is going to win it. Yeah, but but that's where it differs because <clears throat> Roman Reigns is the guy that the company tells you 
that's our guy, that's going to win, that he's going to win. The fans, on the other hand, Brian is the guy that the fans tell the company, no, that's the guy that's going to win. That's the guy that has to be in the main event. So that's where it really clashes. Uh, and I, I agree. I think, you know, over the past, what, five years now, they have, you know, the company has really struggled in creating the next big star to really, you know, legitimately take over the top spot, you know, over Cena. Um, Reigns is, you know, a guy that's starting to come around. Um, but I think the problem is they're pushing him too soon. I mean, they, they're, <clears throat> you know, he's not as charismatic as The Rock. He's not as, you know, charismatic as even John Cena. I mean, for for what it's worth, you know, love him or hate him, Cena, you know, had a lot of time developing his, you know, he had a lot of time to develop his, you know, uh, yeah, his, his rapper gimmick or whatever, you know, the Doctor of Thugonomics. And then when he was ready to take over, you know, he was able to kind of get away from that gimmick, but still kind of keep that, that same kind of attitude without without having to rap and wear a chain and get in your face about all that stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, and that was a process of, you know, what, three, four, four years or so? <clears throat> and Reigns, you know, sure, he's been around since, what, 2012? But he's been injured, so he missed a lot of time work that he could have used to develop. And he just hasn't put it together. And he, because he's, he's not a guy that has to be, you know, jawing at people and getting, you know, talking trash and, and being a smart mouth and stuff. You know, like you said in the past, he's, he should be the strong and silent type. You know, the guy, so the guy just comes down, kicks ass, takes names, and then heads to the back. Yeah. Almost uh, like and a Goldberg, that, Goldberg type. Absolutely. He could do that as a face or him. Either way. He's got, you know, he's got the range. He, that That's enough range for him that he needs. Exactly. I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I hear what you say, but I always, I feel like the WWE now, their storylines are so simple because, you know, they're doing everything for the kids now. And are dumbing everything down for children, and I just want to say, hey, you can make an entertaining storyline for both kids and adults, but you don't have to make it so dumb. I don't even think I mean, that's the problem. I think, that's why I think I think the problem is because I feel like like watching it, I'm so bored because I can see what's happening a mile away, and like there's no twist, no turns, nothing interesting anymore. I think a big problem though is that they don't give these guys enough time to develop in ring. They spend so much, because they have so much time to fill, they spend so much time on the promos. The three hours of hell. Right, that they don't allow these guys to develop in the ring. How many times have you made it through the entire three hours of uh, Raw episode? Without falling asleep? Without falling asleep, without taking a shower, without getting on your internet, anything like that. Oh, man, I can't, I really can't count. I mean, I can count many times. It's this many. <laughs> Zero. I mean, I, I tend to wait a few minutes, you know, about maybe thirty minutes to kind of so I can catch up on the yeah, um, But even then, even as I fast forward, I still fall asleep. Mm-hmm. But you know, my thing is, I think you could entertain both adults and kids if you put Cesaro and Biggie in a ten-minute match, as opposed to Cesaro and Biggie in a two-minute match. You know, let yeah, these guys. Yeah. These guys are talented enough. You got Kofi Kingston, you have Xavier Woods, Tyson Kidd, you know, I, I, I'm talking, you know, 
Well, we're, we're, talk, we're, we're talking about it's kind of leading into the well. Not, it's not really leading, but those that's an example of, of a feud that's going on right now. The New Day versus you know the Masters of the Universe and, and Adam Rose. Is that what they're calling themselves? Uh, that's what they called themselves before. Oh God! Um, I don't know which you, name is Liz Lars. <clears throat> but you've got guys like Cesaro and Tyson Kidd and even Adam Rose who are capable of putting on a, a, a solid ten minute match. Mm-hmm. You know. You're only, you're only saving that for guys like Dolph Ziggler. And um, if, you, if you look right now, the matches, that, that's actually happening on the World Rumble. We've got the New Day going against Cesaro, Tyson, Kidd, and Al Rose. Unfortunately, it's on the pre-show. <laughs> so it means only a select few, what? I would say 30% of the audience that watch uh, the World Rumble are actually going to see that match. Pretty much. Um, but I think if you, if, if you give those guys enough time to have a, a, a solid match... With a lot of high spots, with good wrestling, I think you can keep the all fans intrigued. Um, look at uh, the Usos versus the Miz and Miz. Oh my God, I'm tired of this. Exactly, I'm tired of this match. Exactly. If you have those guys go up against someone else, different tag teams, mix it up every week. That's going to keep the fans intrigued as well. Anybody, anybody but this. I swear, we've seen this match. What seven times in the last five weeks? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's one variation or another. I'm done with that. I don't even care who wins. Look at the Divas division. Even back, what ten years ago, when Trish Stratus and Trish Stratus and Lita, you know, were leading the way for the women's division. You know, they put on exciting matches, and you have a talented, talented Divas roster. I really think the Bellas have both improved significantly from. A year and a half ago. AJ Lee is a really good wrestler. Natalia is a boring character, but is really skillful. I think if she made a, a heel turn, I think she'd be a, an incredible heel as a, as a diva wrestler. I want her to be, I think this is on GP, but to switch and be like the abusive wife in the relationship, just knocking Tyson kill around. I think Come on now. Brilliant. I think she could totally, totally do it. Paige is a you know a twenty two year old phenom wrestler. I mean a girl who's a woman, a young woman, who's been wrestling you know since she was a teenager, since you know for at least you know maybe ten years now. Uh, Naomi, you know one of the Funkadactyls. You know yeah they she's still got call a, that? What, what's that? Oh sorry, are they still call that? No, well she used to be one of the Funkadactyls. Okay. You know with that rear end move that she uses, where she hits the girl with with her butt. I mean that's impressive and. You know, yeah. for a lot of reasons. Yeah, you like that, don't you? <laughs> but it's impressive because she's, you know, atta- she is extremely athletic. You can tell, even Alicia Fox, and, and people, people badmouth this division because, you know, they put on these two-minute terrible matches that, you know, res- that bathroom breaks, bathroom breaks that that result in false finishes or, you know, wind up in a distraction finish. But if they let these girls wrestle like they do in NXT, if you've ever watched NXT. Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, even uh, Bailey, they put on fantastic matches because they let them wrestle. You know what else hurts them? The, uh, what are they called? Uh, the costumes, you know, like last Halloween when they had to dress up and Halloween costume and fight each other. It just makes a joke of their entire situation. They, I remember they did a musical chairs yes. event in the ring. You know, that's... It's like, 
with the Divas Division is always two steps forward and one step back. You have two great matches on like a main event or a SmackDown, but then when Raw hits, you have something stupid like the musical chairs thing or dressing up and having a bathing suit competition. And it's like that just takes away from the from the uh, the Divas. And don't get me wrong, they had all that ten years ago even, uh, as well, but they also had really good matches at the same time. They, you know, they made sure someone did those, you know, did that kind of stuff, but also put Trish Stratus, you know, in a really good match against, you know, Mickey James or someone like that, you know, or Lita, you know, whoever. To, I don't want to just keep repeating the same two. Um, That's okay. They're Hall of Famers. Repeat as much as you want. But right now, you know, they they treat the Divas matches almost like comedy matches. Yep. And you have filler. They're filler in a three hour. And you have you you have performers that are suited more suited for the comedy aspect than the Divas. You don't need to 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 uh, to put them in that kind of spot where people are just laughing, not because it's funny, but because it's kind of sad. Yes, you know. Sir. <clears throat> you know, there's there's a a great group of, of women that are in this division that are fully capable of putting on solid, solid matches. More so than we give any credit for. Well more more than we're allowed to see. Uh, absolutely. I guarantee you in this pay per view there's gonna be one match that goes over its time <coughs> and the Divas match is gonna be cut. Who is who is it? Uh Paige and Natalia versus the Bella twins? Guarantee that match will be no longer than seven minutes, and that's a shame because all four of those women are, you know, they range from uh, solid to extremely solid to you know near great performers. I think mm-hmm. you know, the, like I said, the Bellas are, have made strides, you know, over the past year and a half. There's still there's still aspects to their to their you know their game that is a little rough. But, you know, Natalia is, you know, has the lineage, you know, she's had the training, uh, and so is Paige. And, you know, Paige has youth on her side as well, which, which is a big plus. <clears throat> you want to go to the next, the next match, the New Age Outlaws versus the Ascension. I'm going to need you to talk about that one, because I don't think I've seen the Ascension match since they debuted. Well, that's, that's the problem. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah. Um... Their matches have been forty-five second jobber matches, squash matches against jobbers, <clears throat> um, and yeah, I guess you you know for a new tag team that's supposed to you know that's supposed to move up the, the food chain, I guess you know you probably I don't know. It's weird because do you like their gimmick? No, <clears throat> and. Because it gets in the way of, of what they can bring to the to the mat inside the ring. They're not they're not the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen, um, but you know for the roster for the tag teams that are out there right now, they're they're pretty big dudes that can be intimidating. You know they don't have the greatest skill set. The finisher I, I think is lame. It's not. It's just not. Lame. It's not believable. Lame. You know, it takes a lot of effort to make sure you get the other guy out, you know, the other tag team member out of the ring um, in order to execute that finisher, which is the fall of man, where it's basically the uh, one guy stands behind the other guy and they push them 
Yeah, it's it's one of those old schoolyard, uh, you know, bully tactics. Yes. Uh, but they do a It's a lot swifter for, for them. Uh, but, you know, I think, you know, they haven't had enough time either to, to really, um, to make their mark as well. Because they're, they're relegated to these squash matches. Uh, and back in the day, that's, that's how you built up these guys. You know, you did have these, these local jobbers that would, you know, get paid a few bucks to, to put the, you know, the up-and-coming talent, you know, the, 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 the legitimate talent over. <clears throat> but the first night they fought, they went up against the Miz and Miz down. Um, I think if you're going to do that, you might as well keep the fighting, you know, regular roster members. Uh, and, and they're going up against the Outlaws. You know, th- their whole thing is that they've, you know, they've been trying to, they've been boasting about being, you know, the most dominant tag team that nobody's ever seen and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, burying past, you know, tag teams, you know, the World Warriors and, you know, uh, was it the Demolition Crew or something like that? Sure, why not? Uh, <clears throat> you know, guys that are you know, all-time greats and stuff like that. You know, all-time great tag teams. Um, but at the same time, they're getting buried by the announcers. They're getting buried by the legends. For, if you watch the Raw reunion, you know, there was, what, three sets of, of legendary tag teams in the ring that destroyed these guys. Um, and could include Triple H's boys. Yeah. I mean, you had the Outsiders. You had the Outlaws. You had the APA. I mean, this, it's like, damn, <laughs> it's like they were, you know, they, they're just setting these guys up to flush them out of the company, essentially. I mean, they have no momentum going forward because those squads, those squash matches that, that they, you know, picked up, the squash match, squash match victories that they picked up, Easy for you mean to say. nothing now because of the fact that they were in the ring with legendary tag teams and got the crap kicked out. Kicked out, kicked out, <clears throat> and so now they're facing the Outlaws at the Royal Rumble. Um, I don't like this for a variety of reasons because there's a good chance the Outlaws can win, further burying the Ascension. And by putting the Outlaws up against these guys, they've essentially pushed the New Day and Cesaro Kid Adam Rose match to the pre the pre show. And those guys are deserving of a main, especially for the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. Those guys are very much deserving of, of a main show, main card, you know, appearance. Spot. Yeah, if anything, the Outlaws in Ascension should be the one in the pre-show. But, again, because they're Triple H's boys, they got me on the show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty sad. It's sad. It's going to be sad one of them has a heart attack in the middle of the ring. Oops. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Billy Kidd? Man, or no, Billy Gunn? Man, no, dude looks jacked. Um, I can't imagine why. <laughs> well, because he trains with the the NXT guy. Uh, sure, training down at the wink, wink. Right. He's developing something. Wink, wink. Uh, so you know, this is this is a very underwhelming card. I mean, 
listening, listening to another podcast. There's only like two matches that I care about, and that's the Royal Rumble and the Championship match: Lesnar, Cena, and Rollins. Oh yeah, that's that's the that's the the sentiment I think across the board. If you listen to all the other wrestling podcasts, if you read all the other you know uh, dirt cheap articles or whatever about the the Royal Rumble. The two main events are all that matter at this point. And I was listening to another podcast where someone mentioned that, or pointed out that there is no singles match on this card. Holy crap. Asking, has has that ever happened before? Has there ever been a a pay-per-view where there wasn't a single singles match? All the matches, you know, you've got the Royal Rumble, you've got the Triple Threat for the title, you've got everything else is a tag match after that. You've got two tag team matches and one... uh, no, so you have three tag team no, matches. Toby got four. Six man tag mate, tag, and then three other tag. Right, you know, so it's like th- you know, three tag three traditional tag mm-hmm. matches and one six man elim- and that's a six man elimination match. That match can go on for, for 15, 17 minutes with six guys that are great performers. How long, six of those guys. How long does the, the uh, pre show match usually go on? Fifteen minutes. Maybe no, not even. I was going to say 10. 10. Jeez. So this match is probably going to get rushed. Uh-huh. And it, it's just, it's really, really troublesome, I think. <sighs> and sidebar, we're watching the Rockets uh, play the Phoenix Suns. And Calvin Murphy at halftime is wearing a plain suit. Rewind that? Yeah, that he's wearing like a, I think it was just a black suit. Now the shirt and tie combo were pretty out there, but it was just, there were no stripes, oh. no boxes. It's just a plain black suit. Peak lapels. Mm-hmm. That's somewhat fancy. That's, you know, that's Cal what Calvin must be on that Prozac. They can't do that <laughs> This is unprecedented. Come back, Calvin. Come back. I don't think I've ever seen him no. in, a, in a regular looking suit. That is unnerving. That is the end of times. <laughs> Repent your evil ways. <laughs> uh, okay, so back to the rumble. Mm. Uh, it, it's really, it's really, I think, worrisome for me at least. We're going to change the name of this podcast from, or at least when we do wrestling podcasts, we're going to change the name from us talking about pay-per-views to us just bitching about what we think is wrong with <laughs> WWE. Um, you want to talk about the championship match right now? Sure. All right. Because I have no idea what to expect. I want to know. Uh, my first thought is, how much longer is Brock Lesnar's contract? Uh, I believe it expires the day after WrestleMania. Then I'm picking him to win. You you think he's going to win? This I, time? I think he drops the title at WrestleMania. <clears throat> it's very possible. I think that's that's a strong possibility at this point. Uh, because I don't think. Otherwise, what's the point of paying him and having him around if right. he's not going to hold the championship to WrestleMania? True. And I don't think they're ready to put the title back on Cena for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. There was the the uh, the idea that maybe Cena wins the title on Sunday at the Rumble, and then right away Seth Rollins cashes in Money in the Bank contract and beats John Cena for the title. You know, making it a very short 
basically non-existent title run for Cena to keep him away from the title and also to prevent Brock from being pinned by either one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> but How much longer does Rollins have on that um, uh, bank contract? I believe he has until the, the next Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is like in June. Oh, okay. So he's got a few months. Um, and I don't... I think they've invested. They've invested so much time in this guy that he is definitely not going to fall by the, you know, the way of Damian Sandow and uh, even John Cena, who both failed to cash in there, or both uh, unsuccessfully uh, cashed in their their money in the bank contracts. You know, they did not win the title. Uh, Sandow last year put on a crazy good match against Cena when he, you know, cashed it in. Uh, but there was just no way they were going to put the title on him. Uh, but it, it was a, a great match on Monday Night Raw that a lot of people probably have forgotten. Um, yes, yeah, so <clears throat> Sandow has gone to a second career now. Yeah, and it's a shame because of that match alone. I mean, that's that's he should have gotten a better push since that match. But you know, his time might be coming with this this stunt double gimmick because it's really working and he's pretty over with the crowd. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think Rollins eventually is going to win the title. Uh, and it could very well be this Sunday. It, it could happen. I think if they were to put the title on Rollins and let him take the title into WrestleMania, then that, man, I mean, they they could book the biggest nod to the indie scene ever in a title match between uh, Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan. Okay. I mean, that would be the ultimate ode to the indie, you know, the indie ranks. You know, the two biggest, two of the biggest indie wrestlers, you know, in the modern era, um, to face each other in the main event, you know, for the title at WrestleMania. I mean, that would be huge. <clears throat> Though I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. That's by you saying it. Just made the WWE go, well, not doing that. And that sounds like an incredible, incredible, you know, feud, match, everything. Uh, but I just, I don't think. Remember that? I think 10 years ago, if, if they weren't filling football, sta- trying to fill football stadiums, I think they could totally sell that match as a main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think there's enough. Fans who are into that idea uh, to fill that Levi Stadium in San Francisco. I think so, because I feel like a lot of people buy <coughs> tickets to WrestleMania, A, to take their kids there, and B, just to say they went. Um, maybe. It's kind of hard to say because last year's WrestleMania you know, had a lot of star power. The past, well, no, because the past three WrestleManias have had a lot of star power. You know, you had the Rock. No, I'm talking about buys. I understand that. I mean, not by talking about um, ticket sales. Ticket sales, yeah. I understand that, but okay. but where where I think um, where I disagree is based on the, the, looking at the past three, maybe four WrestleManias, where you know you've had The Rock involved in the main events in three of the, the past four WrestleManias. Is that right? Yeah, he was a special guest referee at what twenty eight. Oh yes. I, guess I forgot about that. Cena and The Miz. Then he wrestled in the last two. Yeah, 20... No, the 27. Then he wrestled at 28 and 29. And then 
last year at WrestleMania 30, I mean, it, it's WrestleMania 30, you know, it, it's, you know, it's a big milestone. They're bringing everybody Hulk back. Hogan calling these, these Superdome, the Silver Dome. Yeah, I mean, you, you knew going, when you bought that ticket, you knew that they were going to bring out every, they were bringing everybody back. They were going to bring Hogan back, but they were going to bring, you know, it's in some capacity, they're going to bring The Rock and Austin back. <clears throat> um, and then you had the streak, you know. Um, you had a legitimate threat to the streak. You know, that drew a lot of interest and, you know, got a lot of people. I think that, that you know, got a lot of people wanting to go see it in, in person. Um, and then you just had the whole momentum that Danny Bryan was riding where, you know, a large majority of the people wanted to see it see that as well um, so I, I think there was there's been enough star power in the past four years to to where you can't just say oh well, it's because of you know a, you know family wants to take their kids to see it I think it's there's a lot of stars you know lined up and these people you know people want to be there to, for that um, so I think ten years ago a Daniel Bryan Seth Rollins main event could headline could certainly headline you know WrestleMania, um, but I think now they're they're filling football stadiums. It's a little bit tougher. Uh, as great of a, you know great of a match that would be. Uh, yeah, uh, and then you've got you know you could possibly set up Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. You know I think that would be the ultimate ode to the future. You know that. Your two top young guys are have made their way to the main event, but I don't think that's going to happen either. Again, <clears throat> I don't think either one of this is going to happen. I think Brock Lesnar is going to WrestleMania champion. Don't forget the old saying: "He who has the gold makes the rules." And right now, Brock Lesnar <laughs> has the gold and the money. <laughs> right. For all they're paying him, he's going to go into WrestleMania as the champ, and that's where he's going to drop it. Probably most likely against Daniel Bryan. Well, if you have Brian, or if you have great uh, Lesnar as the champ, you could either go Brian or Reigns. The, the the original plan was Reigns versus Lesnar, and Lesnar would drop the belt to uh, to Roman Reigns. But you saw that uh, the picture that uh, someone <laughs> tweeted to Rosenberg. Yeah, uh, someone photoshopped picture of Times Square. It had um, at WrestleMania it had Lesnar taking on. Reigns. Reigns and the background it was Sting versus Triple H. Yeah, uh, I feel like someone's like, "Oh crap, our, our fans are leak aboard, aboard." No, but a lot of people got rid of that picture, and um, it was the, that the validity was um, was uh, or it was yeah. I can't I can't speak right now. Um, excuse him, he's sick. <clears throat> yeah, I've got a little bit of cold. Um, it was proven right away that that was a knockoff. That it was, you know, it was fake. It was a fake, a fake poster, a lie. Right, right. Fake, fake in the sense that it, it wasn't actually there, but not fake in the sense that that might actually be written down in ink as we speak. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, would it surprise you if Triple H is staying at WrestleMania? No, I think it's going to happen. Regard, I mean, they're clearly building to that. Just the way that Sting has. has uh, you know, debuted in WWE, debuted on Raw. You know, getting involved in in the authorities' business. You know, I think that's 
it's a clear indication that they're going to put those two together, which I like. Uh, because honestly, I was never really big on Sting versus The Undertaker. And that's the match everybody wants to see because it's, I get it, I get it in the sense that it's the two stalwarts of those companies. You know, The Undertaker who's been one of the most loyal WWE, WWF, WWE guys in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sting who was, you know, the most loyal WCW guy in history. Um, even though he didn't technically start in WCW, but when he got to WCW, he stayed in WCW. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, he didn't jump right away to TNA. He didn't jump right away to WWE. You know, he, he had to take some time, you know, to, to really assess things because, you know, he wanted to maintain that WCW, you know, status, even though that company is... Was no, is no longer existent. Um, <clears throat> but I think a lot, also a lot of people were were sold on the idea of oh the crow sting, you know the the dark, the black and white sting against you know the dead man, you know. And it's just like, well, that's that doesn't really interest me that much. Those gimmicks, you know, have I think have run their course, um, and you know you can get by with those, but. I don't think those are two gimmicks that you can really sell, you know, big money, you know, big money draw right away. Just the, the names alone would sell, but the fact that it's, you know, oh, it's the Dark Sting versus, you know, the, the Dead Man Undertaker, you know, it's, you don't need to, to push that. And I think once I heard, you know, people clamoring for that match because of that reason, that kind of, kind of put me off. You know, turned me off to that match. Dragon Day Mr. Contrarian. You know, that's just on the gimmick alone. But the match, I think... And then, plus, they're both pretty old and Undertaker's way banged up um, for that to be a a decent match. But I think Triple H is is healthy enough um, to to make that a good match between him and Sting. Uh (coughs) And I think if you're going to put Sting against anybody besides The Undertaker... Uh, it would have to be Triple H because he's kind of next in line in terms of longevity with the company. Um, and Sting, you know, came out and said that he wanted to, you know, if he was going to fight WWE, you know, his first and maybe only match in the company would be, he would want it to be against one of the old school guys, you mm-hmm. know, that that, um, that, were, that was performing when he was on top of this game. And Triple H, you know, if you can't get The Undertaker, then Triple H is... The next should guy. be the next guy line. Okay. <laughs> so, but, you know, as much as I would love to see Seth Rollins, going back to the title match, mm-hmm. as much as I would love to see Seth Rollins win the title um, and even headline WrestleMania with the title because it would be a complete change, you know, in direction for this company. Uh, it would be a, a, a big risk that's, um, that's awesome a, 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 a very incredible risk and I mean that positive, positively um, it just you know Vince is not that kind of guy and you know he uh, he's a bottom line guy what makes him money right and I, don't, I think other things will make him money better than having two youngsters at Wrestlemania and right now, you know, it, it, it looks like Brock will retain the title and go on to 
face either Roman Reigns or Daniel Bryan. I still we we haven't gotten to our picks yet, but I still because I still haven't even I'm still either up in the air on my pick. Let's go to the Royal Rumble, wrap this up, so I'm gonna work it a boy. Um Ace, who do you think surprise entrances? Um we both agree Randy Orton's coming back. I hate to say it, but I think Ric Flair's gonna be it's kinda of sad though. Oh really? Yeah. Ric Flair's like it, it look what happened on Raw. You know, they're very strict about they've completely uh, well allegedly they've completely changed their policy in terms of you know, allowing guys over the age of like fifty uh, to perform in any capacity. Ric Flair is so old he fought <clears throat> in the Civil War. Okay. No, but sit down. Rick. But what I'm saying is, over. you know, he he took a, a, a you know, or he threw a barrage of punches at the Big Show in the ring on Monday night, and then uh, ran the ropes and ran at the Big Show and got hit with the the, uh, the knockout punch. You realize there was like a 75 percent chance he was drunk last night, right? There's a very good chance. <laughs> um, but they wouldn't have allowed him to do that if he hadn't been cleared for any kind of activity. And I think that was a good sign that they might actually throw him in the, in the rumble for one last, you know, one last go. Huzzah. Yeah. Huzzah. Huzzah. Bye, old man. I mean, because really, who else is out there that would be, a, you know, a great surprise? I mean, what, what, what was it, three years ago, they, they brought out Diesel. You know, and then like the next year or last year, they brought out Kevin Nash. When they brought out Diesel, that was huge. That got a huge reaction, a huge pop from the crowd because nobody expected Diesel. You know, I think you know more people would have expected Kevin Nash than Diesel, but he came back with the long hair. Diesel. Well, I'm just saying, you know, he came back with the long hair. He was in the jumpsuit, or you know, the uh, not jumpsuit, but the you know the long pants and the the, the sleeveless shirt. Tights or whatever. Uh, he, he, he was singlet. Singlet. There you go. Um, and that was a huge surprise. Uh, it was it might have been that year or the year after The Godfather. I mean, nobody nobody thought The Godfather would come out. That's why I'm going off the board. I'm going <clears throat> Jake the Snake. Um, he's not. He's not dead, is he? No, he's he's in Utah, I believe, or Colorado this weekend. They're oh, really. They're uh, him and DDP are. Showing uh, the documentary that that they made about him, the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts, I believe. Oh, um, <sighs> you know, unless they finish early, and he gets on a you know, you know, a flight to straight to Philadelphia. Uh, but I, I don't see that happening. But even even then, I mean, he's been around so much lately. Anyways, it, it wouldn't be. I mean, it, it would. Don't get me wrong. Any of these surprises are going to get huge pops because of the, you know, the Philly crowd. You know, Jake Roberts would get a huge reaction. Uh, Scott Hall would get a huge reaction. I'm trying to name, like, older wrestlers, and I keep thinking, oh, my God, is he dead? <laughs> Any of the ECW guys will get a huge reaction. Yeah. You know, uh, but Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, but I even think. that, it's not that much of a surprise. Then that, give me a name, damn it. I can't think of anybody. That's what I'm saying. But the Godfather, that was a surprise. That was huge because he came back with the ladies. The hoes. Call what they are. Come on. You know, he came back with a full gimmick. And it was just, I mean, unbelievable. 
but after that, it's kind of hard to pick anybody else, you know, that you wouldn't already assume. I mean, because I think it's safe to assume that a guy like Tommy Dreamer or Rob Van Dam or maybe Sabu. Where's Taz at these days? Uh, he's still with TNA. Oh, is he? Yeah, so I don't see him coming back. Uh, well, I do know these guys, because I do not. Uh, Jericho is in town that week, that weekend. Oh, uh, that definitely wouldn't be a surprise. It wouldn't it be a surprise. like every year it's like, oh, look, it's a surprise return of Jericho. Right. And he's been around a lot lately. He's been doing a lot of house shows. Um, and I, but I, I think he also said on his podcast that he wasn't going to be available for the Rumble. But I could be wrong. I don't know. But even him returning for that wouldn't be much of a surprise. I mean, if you're looking for, you know, react, you know, big reactions, yeah, you bring these guys back. But if you're looking for, like, you know, not even the internet knew that this guy was going to come out. It's kind of hard to pick somebody right now. That would It's the age we live in. It's in the information, the spoiler age right now. Everybody knows within, you know, a day of it happened, just like the Batista thing. Yeah. Well, they telegraphed that. Big time. Okay, so let's get down to the, to the nitty-gritty. Who you're picking to win? Give me your winner and give me your dark horse. Um... I'm going to say... This is exciting radio. This is, it's tough. It's really... I don't think, you know, it's hasn't been this... Uh, it's been more clear-cut in the past just because of the internet and whatnot. But, um, you know, because last year everybody knew Batista was going to win and WWE made no attempt to dissuade you from believing that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But this year, it could really be either Roman Reigns or Daniel Bryan. Um... I think I'm going to go, man, I'm going to go Daniel Bryan. I'll go with Bryan. And I think he'll face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And it'll be a David and Goliath main event. David versus Goliath. That's definitely who I'm going with. Oh, who's your... Uh, uh, I'm going with Bryan as well. <coughs> he's, a, he's a favorite. And I already set out the, situ- the uh, situation of Bryan versus... Uh, Lesnar at WrestleMania, so that's what I'm, I'm saying that with that. Then does that does that automatically make Roman Reigns the Dark Horse? Not for me, <coughs> because for me a Dark Horse is if they won, I'd be surprised, and if Roman Reigns wins, I won't be surprised at all. Okay. Uh, Dark Horse Ambrose. My Dark Horse is Randy Orton, because I would be surprised if they. Did that? Did two that? Years, yeah. or put him two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, I can see that. And you said before that one of the matches that you wish they had done and uh, was Lesnar versus Orton. That would, man, that's right. I've always wanted to see Lesnar versus Orton. Uh, after Raw, I wanted to see Lesnar versus Kane. Uh, you know, I've never seen that match either. I think that, but don't get me wrong, I'm not anywhere. Putting Kane near the main event at WrestleMania. You hear people. You're in here first. He's he's a Kane man. <laughs> um, no, I think. Okay, uh, so you've got major pick, and you've got your dark horse. Mm-hmm. Now, who would be your? Uh, who would you would you want to see that you figure probably won't win? 
guys, you know, say like we we know Goldust will never win the Royal Rumble, uh, but you know, say you you say that was a guy you actually wanted to see win. So a, a guy I want to see win that I know has no chance in hell of winning. Yes. All right, let me look at my roster of black guys in the WWE. <laughs> um, no. Oh, we both know there's going to be some crazy thing that uh, Kofi Kingston does to get back in the ring, correct? That's kind of, he's going to walk on someone or, or on the rail or something to get back in the ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, person who I want to win that I know has no shot of winning, I'm going Ziggler. Uh, I really wish he can get back on that trend that he was before his concussions got in the way. Yeah. When and he was the champ, he was what, the world champion? <coughs> he was like the champion. hottest, yeah. yeah. He was the hottest guy on TV. And Even a month ago, he was the hottest guy on TV. Yeah. Uh, but then they went that stupid storyline where they fired him. Ridiculous. Uh, just in time for Daniel Bryan to make his full return to in-ring action. Mm-hmm. Um, but fortunately, it seems like, based on what I've seen on Raw and SmackDown, um, Daniel Bryan's uh, his presence hasn't really taken away from Ziggler's reactions. I think Ziggler's still getting really strong reactions, and that's what I was worried about when when Daniel Bryan came back. Was how is that going? Not of anybody on the roster. How is that going to affect Dolph Ziggler because of his performance at the Survivor Series, uh, the matches he's had uh, for the Intercontinental Title, you know. He's been hotter than ever, and you know how is the returning Brian going to affect that? Uh, so far, it's so good. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Who would you pick, man? My guy that I would want to see win, but has no chance of winning this year, uh, Wade Barrett. Ah. I I am a big Wade Barrett fan. Uh, this guy has the look. He's got you know everything going for him. Uh, he's good on the mic. Uh, He's a great performer. If only he had We both picked guys who the only reason they're not further along in their career is because of injury history. Cousins for Ziggler, broken arm for um, Barrett. Barrett. <sighs> if only. But like I said, in baseball, health is a skill. <laughs> uh, and, you know, an intensity that, you know, is up there with the best performers, you know, the top guys. Um, he should definitely be a top guy. Um, Right now, and I think uh, putting the IC title on him again is not really helping that cause. Um, but you know, the Intercontinental Championship, the road to nowhere, <laughs> pretty much, which is sad. This is a another sad story for another day. Wow, our well. WWE podcast just becoming sad stories over and over again. Yeah, uh, it's sad. Yeah. Uh, but those would be, you know, that would be my guy to, that I would want to see win. Yeah. Do you think any chance Sheamus returns? He's been mm-hmm. out of action. I really haven't kept up with his injury status, but uh, he's always a candidate to come out and make things interesting as well. Yeah, there's a chance he shows up tomorrow. I mean, well, this will be tomorrow when you guys hear that. But, yeah, I would not be surprised. What do you think they go with him? I hope he goes heel. That's all I can say. Same here. Because when he's a face, he's just a paler version of John Cena. (laughs) (coughs) How do you think Rusev is going to fare? In the World Rumble or in life in general? (laughs) Uh, Let's start with the Rumble first. (laughs) Um, I think he'll toss out somewhere between four to six guys. You think he'll be... um, 
a guy who lasts a while? Or do you think he's a candidate to get an early exit? Uh, he'll last a while, depending on when he comes in. Probably last. Oh. From when he comes in to when he gets thrown out, he'll probably last at least, I would say, at least eight um, other guys, eight other entrants. Hey, you know what? Let's do something. Uh, let's do one last thing. All right. Uh, even though we have no way of knowing because they, that's one of the few things that they actually keep pretty pretty uh, tight-lipped. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really make the dirt sheets too much. Uh, at least I haven't ever seen. For fun, because we have no way of knowing, more than likely, have no way of knowing, uh, and because it's extremely hard to predict, mm-hmm. even more so than the actual winner of the Royal Rumble, uh-huh. let's pick entrance number one and two, and then we watch it and we'll see how we do. The correct answer is poorly. <laughs> number one and two. All right. You go first. Uh, we're going to defer to you. Oh, thank you, you're going to defer to me. So, I feel like the um, the authority is still going to have some input on this. So, they're probably going to keep it on this. Yes. I'm going Ziggler and... Uh, yeah, Ziggler and Rowan. <laughs> no, Rowan's not in the... He's not in the Rowan. Are you sure? Yeah, he had a qualifying match on... Uh, on SmackDown, uh-huh. and he lost. Oh, I don't watch SmackDown, so yeah. that probably didn't help me. Oh, Lord, who is in the match? <laughs> then, let's say they put together Ziggler and... No, I'm going the other way. Ryback and Luke Harper. Good choice. Good choice. One and two? Yeah. I'm going to go number one... Uh, <coughs> Number one. Oh, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, uh, the Jeopardy theme song playing right now. Number one, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cesaro. Okay. Number two, I'm gonna go Daniel Bryan. I think if if Daniel Bryan is poised, it, even if and it goes back to the, you know kayfabe, you know, it goes back to. The authority having, you know, an input in this match. I think if if Daniel Bryan is destined to win the Royal Rumble, they're going to make it even as hard as they've already made it on him to to keep his qualifying status uh, in the Rumble by putting in an impossible match against Kane on SmackDown. Um, they're going to make it. They're still going to continue. They're going to continue to make it difficult on this guy. And they're, you know, if you want to win, you're going to have to outlast. Every single guy, not just the guys that are still remaining, but every single guy. And I think Daniel Bryan's going to be number two. Okay. So. I can't argue against that. If I get my choices right, I'm I'm going to out buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> just to let you know. Anything else we have? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that covers it. I'm excited. I, you know, despite the the hatred and the vitriol, <laughs> that and the uh, the. Subpar mid card mm-hmm. or the, the undercard. I'm really looking forward to the title match. I'm really looking forward to the rumble itself. Um, it, it's it really feels exciting. It, it really, even though we think we have an idea, but probably don't. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's still, you can still feel WrestleMania starting to build up. It's pretty exciting. When the writers actually do their jobs, right. it's fun. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, for that, you know, we, uh, with, with that, we thank you as always for all of your support. Uh, thank you for tuning in as always. Uh, <laughs> I'm just getting this. Uh, oh, hey, we're on Twitter. Nice. Uh, you can follow me at Ant underscore Garcia 288. Uh, you can follow 288 at um, 288 underscore. You can follow me at DQ327. Feel free to send me applications if you want to be my next co host. That was a note handed over from our producer. Okay, okay. hand me the note. I do nothing, producer. Yes, he finally did something. <laughs> Letting us know to let the people know. We're on Twitter. Who would have thought? Mazel <laughs> All right, for Anthony and our do nothing producer, Steve and Rob. I'm De Quincey. Later, babies. <laughs>